welcome back to Alchemical Serenity, the podcast that takes you on a journey along the path, through the woods, across the fields and moors, down to the beach, where we can sit around the campfire and talk about the path you were born to lead in a witchy, spiritual and druidy way. I'm Carolyn, and I've been treading my spiritual path for the last 40 years, and I hope this podcast sheds some light, maybe opens a door or gives you a path to walk down. Before we start, I need to say that this podcast is purely about my own experiences over the many years. When I started out on this path, there was very little help. Books on the craft, druidry and spiritualism were just not available, not even in my library. I had to order books and pamphlets by post and send one of those old-fashioned things called a cheque. I had to wait days for something to arrive. Oh, the frustration. There were no known covens, no festivals like we have now to celebrate anything and it was very much still behind a closed door. So if you're starting out, you can count yourself really lucky that many have gone before to help out with different experiences. However, it can also be very confusing. So if you're just starting out, take your time and do what feels right for you right now. This may change in a year or two, you know, what you do now Um, is what matters. Um, But what you do in two years' time, you could look back on and think, wow, why was I looking at that? Or look where that's led me and what doors that's opened. Always remember, these are my opinions, but other opinions are available. If you're firmly on your path and just like to listen in, then thank you for your support. Joining me today on my podcast is a very special guest. It's my dog, She's called Rain and she's a husky and she has appeared occasionally on another podcast before because she likes to make noises throughout the podcast if she's in the same room as me. Sometimes that's scratching, sometimes that's vocal and she will howl her way through my podcast. So if you hear any strange noises, it's not that I have ghosts, it's that I just have a diva in the house. So, today's podcast. Well, can you believe it's that time again? It's time for another festival, celebration or sabbat, depending on your path. This one is a biggie. This is when we can just let loose, anything goes, party, 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 as the sun rises for the longest daylight hours in the Northern Hemisphere, which is obviously where I am. But there are many people around the globe in the Southern Hemisphere who will be holding their celebrations for the shortest daylight hours. So for us up here in Britain and Northern Europe, it's the glorious summer solstice, also known as Litha to the Wiccans and Witchy Pagan Path, and Alban Heaven, which is Welsh in Welsh means light of summer or light of the shore, um, to those of us who follow a Druid path. So as always, a little bit of history first. Now, I'm, if you know me well, I'm not into trotting out reams and reams of stuff I found on the internet on folklore and history in all the little towns and villages all over Britain because most of it has been plagiarised with no reference to where it came from and copied and pasted into somebody else's website. In fact, the worst one I have seen up to now is a set of books on Amazon You can read them on Kindle and the drivel in there is shocking. Quotes on traditions being carried out certain times of the year and not only have they got it in the wrong date, but also the wrong county. 
clearly written by someone who doesn't live in Great Britain. I also recently read in another free book a completely wrong translation of a sentence. Now, I'm not sure what the person's knowledge was of the Welsh language or their customs, um, or, but they obviously, again, didn't come from either Wales or Great Britain, um, and they got it wrong. So please, if you're looking into the history and folklore, be very diligent um, where you're looking online for something. And if you have a question, then why not join my Facebook page, um, my group, or message me on Instagram or YouTube, and I'll try and answer for you. Um, but I'm sure you'll know what's right and wrong, especially if you meditate on something for a little while. Okay, got that off my chest. Let's move on. The word solstice comes from the Latin solstitium, which literally means sun stands still. Many myths and legends tell of the journey of the sun across the sky. From early times, the two dates of midsummer and midwinter were perceived as gateways for the soul on its journey into and out of life and of light over dark. The Egyptians put the story of the sun on many of their tombs to show the cycle of dying, transcending and the resurrection and reincarnation. In the north, the Norse people believed that the sun emerged every day through dawn's door after a struggle with the gods of night and the abyss. Across the globe, the sun was venerated and sacrifices were made to it and sun dancing took place to the great spirit lasting between two and four days. So if you're listening in from across the globe, then no doubt you have an indigenous people who carry their stories down through the centuries. The feast of St John the Baptist was adapted to suit the Christian calendar and falls on the 24th of June and was a day of games and celebration. This was due to the actions of Pope Gregory the Great who told his emissaries to carry the Christian message to Northern Europe and not to destroy the old pagan shrines but to redirect them to the new God. I bet that went down well. No pun intended. Further along in history, King Edgar of England banned all May Day and Midsummer celebrations and later the laws of King Canute banned the worship of water wells and stones or any kind of trees. And on and on it went throughout history. The plant St John's Wort is in full bloom in June and its bright yellow flowers can be seen not only in the hedgerows but in gardens usually covered in bees. St John's wort was picked at sunrise, so it still had the early morning dew on it. It was then smoked to dry it and then hung on doors and windows to repel the naughty fay of the season. It is also wonderful to infuse in oil or alcohol and over a period of time as the infusion takes place, the oil will turn from yellow to blood red. The solstice is very much about the fay, as the veil between our world and theirs is much thinner. So be aware of that naughty sprite and that naughty brownie. They may be out to play tricks on you. But you can protect yourself, though, with the yellow flowers of St John's Wort, as it's believed to have protective powers. The 24th is Midsummer's Day. Did you know that? So the solstice is the longest of the daylight hours, which we all know. But Midsummer's Day is celebrated on the 24th, because of the old Julian calendar that we used to go by until the 1500s. 
Our ancestors probably only knew two seasons, summer and winter. So the 24th is a bonus and it means we have from around the 20th of June to the 25th to party. Therefore, if you're working or you can't find the time to celebrate, you've got about five days to fit everything in. However, just bear in mind that on Midsummer's Eve, all witches are abroad and meeting up in their covens over the two days. Keep an eye on the skies as broomsticks could be flying. Some additional information regarding the winter solstice, Yule Albanathan, is that the sun child or divine sun, the Mabon, was born at the winter solstice. He was the son of the Mother Earth and by Albanalir, which is the spring equinox, he had gained his power and was bringing back the longer daylight hours and reducing darkness. The sun, God, son of God, was rising. You might see a pattern here. So for the sun being born at the solstice and the resurrection of the sun at Easter, Astara. The Mabon has now won over the dark nights. In the pagan tradition, the Holy King and the Oak King were opposite deities or energies and the battle between them was a huge part of the Litha tradition as it represented many things such as the duality of life and death, light over darkness and summer over winter. So this battle is between the God of fertility, the Oak King, and the God of death, the Holy King. It's a symbolic representation of creation and death. So at the solstice, the Holy King wins the battle as the land is now fertile and full of abundance that has been created by the Oak King. However, there is no full and complete victory because at the winter solstice, the battle takes place again and this time the Oak King wins and slowly brings back the light and fertility to the land, ready for the battle again to take place in the following June. It's an ongoing cycle and death and renewal or the cycle of life played out symbolically by two great species of tree. You may well have seen or even taken part yourself at Stonehenge, Glastonbury Tour or Parliament Hill in London, all of which have Druid ceremonies taking place which are wonderful to be part of if you ever get the chance. The Druids protect the stones and they protect the energies of the land. The name Litha. I have yet to find an origin for this word. Um, there isn't a goddess that I've been able to locate. It's just really a word that has come over time to mean summer solstice. However, in J.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings, the word does appear as the hobbits celebrated their midsummer's day by the name of Lith, which is spelled L-I-T-H-E. Um, maybe that's where it's originated from. I don't know. The Irish Celtic goddess of summer is Anya. The Romans worshipped Vesta and Juno, um, which is where our word June comes from. The Celtic sun goddess is Sulis and the Greeks Thuros. So 
all of these in place, the only place I could find somewhere that mentioned um, Lither was the Venerable Bede again, when he wrote in 725 that the word Lither meant gentle, as in the summer winds were calm and navigable. Um, whether that's the where the word was taken from, I don't know. Um, but if you do and you have um, a better idea than me, please leave a comment below. I'd love to know. Um, there are many myths and legends over time about whether she was a goddess, if there was a role. I found somewhere said um, she was a crow that would steal the breath from everyone's mouths while they slept. And then someone said she she put out fires and then she would taught women to make cheese. And then in other stories, she would turn into a cat and trick people into throwing their babies for her to eat. Nice. She wasn't the only goddess of the time, obviously, um, as I've said before. And there's also the Celtic god of nature, which is Canunus, who is often seen with antlers. And he was widely worshipped in Britain before Christianity and said to be the god that watched over animals and herds. The Romans believed he was half stag, half human. The ancient Druid priests worshipped him for his powers relating to nature and fertility. But what about now? What about how to celebrate yourself this solstice? So if you're new here, um, there's a few ideas coming up. Um, and if you've been celebrating for years, then maybe there's something here that you haven't tried yet. And if you are using a journal or notebook, then pause here, go grab it, as some of the following information coming up may be of use to you on your path. You might want to jot some ideas down. Um, and hopefully that will help you as we go through um, these ideas together. So celebrating the light can be as elaborate or as small as you wish it to be. There is nothing to say that your way of doing it is any less than someone else who has been celebrating it for many years. And how you do it is all about you and your energy. Obviously, because that's what I'm always going on about. So guess what? Bonfires! Yeah, fires are back again. We always like to pull out a fire, don't we, to celebrate. If you've got any land or a garden and can safely have a fire pit... Um, that's fantastic. But if not, and you don't have the ability, there's and there's perhaps nothing happening in your area, you don't have any friends that celebrate, then just light a candle. If you can get a yellow or red one, um, which are the colours of the fire, obviously, um, find a safe place to light it and just spend some time in meditation. Um, anything to do with the sun. Uh, that could be crafting something for your altar that represents the solar energies. Solar crafting with children or grandchildren. If you have them in your world, then this is a great way to get them involved. Perhaps colouring paper plates to look like the sun and hang around them, them around the house. Or if it's dry, hang them in the garden. Dress your altar or sacred space in all manner of summer. Sun, flowers, crystals are all lovely. You could also have a representation of the goddess and the god, the holly king and the oak king, the lord and lady, depending on what your beliefs are. Um, even just put the word summer up on your altar. That's as simple as that. The best one, I think, personally here coming up now, have a picnic. What better time than to take your family or just yourself and a friend or a partner to the nearest picnic spot in your area? Um, if you can travel, then why not head somewhere different? 
um, perhaps go to the beach if you live inland or go to a forest or woodland if you live by the sea. And this is a great way of connecting to and soaking up the different types of energies to the ones that you're used to. If you're delving deeper and want to get some intentions in, um, do some craft spell work. This is a perfect time. Abundance energy is everywhere. You are surrounded by it. So make that work for you now. Helping your creative flow. That's a really good one. Now, if you can sit next to a body of water, like a stream or a river, this is a really good idea. Not a tide on this one, though. Um, you need something that is moving towards you, past and then away. It has a different energy to waves. Waves will bring in energy and take away, but could return negative energies back to you that we no longer need. Whereas a river will bring in energies and take away anything that's negative. So if you sit and meditate, those thought patterns of, ne of negative energy being taken away down the stream and no longer needed... Um, that's the kind of a lovely way of using a stream energy, but not a garden pond and not the best energy um, because the water is just sitting and it's not going away or flowing away from you. Talking of negative energies, release any old negative energies this time of the year that no longer serve you. In fact, release absolutely anything that's negative. Be gone, foul thing. Bring flowers into your home. Cut ones or something alive in a pot also works well. Listening also to your favourite summer tracks, those that remind you of the beach holidays, whether they are upbeat or they are classic Ibiza chill out. For those old, of us, <coughs> old enough to know and remember the 90s, yes, did that. Whatever your music tastes, then play. It connects you to your soul. Read a good book. Not everybody has to be active. You may not want to be or are able to be active and get out there all the time. So just find a really good book. May, if it might be a new one, it might be one that you want to read again. You haven't read for a few years. I'm terrible. I can't get rid of any book that I've read. I have bookshelves full of books because one day, one day I might want to read that book that I read in 1989. Sun, meditations or yoga. If you love yoga, then you are probably already prepared for some movements to the sun. But you can also just sit and do a deep connection to the sun and the earth with your earpods in, that favourite music, shoes off, feet on the grass and connect. Getting creative as well by painting stones. If you are creative and you like to paint, then stones are a really good thing to do. Um, get out the paint and paint a sun or something wonderful that represents the solstice. You can do this um, with, again, if you're a parent or grandparent, do this with the kiddos. Um, my um, children and my stepchildren all thoroughly enjoyed doing stone painting. And then just give them away to friends and family. If you don't want to keep them all, um, just give them all away. Tai Chi, um, Qigong in the outdoors. Um, Get those chill out tracks on, do some Tai Chi movements. Um, let me know if if you are if you practice Tai Chi and if that's something you know that you like to do. Magically, there are plenty of spells you can do at this time. However, 
This will depend on your path. You may be tuning in and not wanting to cast any type of spells. You might not want to be doing anything magical when you listen to this podcast. Um, and rather, you'd get involved just on a nature based. But if you are someone who likes to cast spells or is looking to cast spells, use that abundance of energy that's here. So what do we eat at summer solstice? Well, this is that good time of abundance. Although we aren't quite at the start of harvest, I'm sure if you grow your own vegetables, you have something ready, even if it's just the tomatoes that you planted really early. I actually like grilled salmon with a coating of something like pesto or honey and perhaps some lemon drizzled on, on it, um, especially if it's cooked on the barbecue with perhaps some halloumi. Um, you know, if you aren't vegan, then it's burgers and sausages. Oh, God, now I'm salivating at the thought of all that food. Grief. Cakes and biscuits. Again, oh, another one. Are always a firm favourite in our house. Um, afternoon or cream teas, British staple of our diet just like a good Devon or Cornish pasty. I've made many um, a Victoria sponge cake in the past and packed them with either fresh strawberries or raspberries and some fresh cream or buttercream. And also lemon drizzle cakes, which um, are obviously not only flavoured with lemon, but I flavour them with elderflower syrup, all of which you can find on the internet. There are many vegan options available too. Um, however, I will say, I am not a fan of medieval food traditions. Uh -uh. A pig's head cooked with an apple stuffed in its mouth is not for me any more than I should imagine anyone else. Um, oh, except those that are attending a traditional medieval night or Viking feast, right? I don't even think my oven's large enough to cook a pig's head. I don't even think I could find someone to turn a spit these days. Maybe we'll leave that one. If you have elderflowers in your area, they make a lovely cordial. There's lots of recipes again online for this. Um, it's been made since the Middle Ages and it's a lovely light floral drink. My advice on making this is if you don't have an elder tree in your garden and you have to forage, be very careful where you take from. Check your foraging rights, obviously, in your country and don't take from a tree that's on somebody else's land or you may have some very cross landowners kicking off. Remember also to ask the tree first. Don't forget, we're all energy and we humans work symbiotically with nature and that energy is in abundance. So trees have their own energy system. And if you just go and help yourself, you may find that tree has other ideas and not necessarily straight away. Elders are not an easy, forgiving tree either. Mm. They can be quite ruthless if they don't like your energy or feel you are just a taker. If you can, then leave something in return um, for any flowers or foraging that you have taken. Um, I've left bird food. I actually buried a coin once um, because I hadn't got any bird food left and I buried it below the boughs of the trees. Um, you could just try and connect with the tree over a period of time before you just, you know, dive in there and take um, any of its flowers. Ask its permission. Yep, you heard that right. Permission to enter the tree's energy space and to take some of its limbs. If you don't do this, um, that's up to you. But you have been warned with elder 
Uh, elders were important trees to those of us on a Druid path, and we see them as a gift from Mother Earth. There is no difference in the world of energy. Um, so you taking from the tree is the same as someone else taking from you, like a limb. Whatever you do, do not fall asleep under the tree. Allegedly, its scent is said to poison people. But you can sit under it and see if you can see the fairy folk. So what about some correspondences? What else can you work with on a different level of energy? Well, herbs at this time would be chamomile, calendula, St. John's wort, um, which I obviously mentioned earlier, rosemary, yarrow, vervain and mugwort. All these various uses which you can find in a herb book and online. Why not start by growing some herbs this time of the year, such as chamomile, which you can make a super light tea from, and calendula, which always looks gorgeous in the garden or in pots. And you can also make salves from that later. Um, if you are going to do anything with herbs and you aren't a herbalist, I just have to say, either make sure you've researched it properly, you've got a good herbal book, or you speak to a clinical herbalist. Oils to be used, again, if you are worried about this, talk to an aromatherapist. Ylang-ylang, jasmine, rose, geranium, all lovely. And if you like to just add a few drops to an oil burner in water, that's probably the safest way rather than making something. Again, um, it's all about your safety. Um, unless you are already an aromatherapist and then you know what you're doing and I'll just be quiet. Um, I often add a few drops to a cotton wool pad and pop it into the vacuum cleaner between the bag and the filter. Um, yeah, I'm sure you know what you mean, but you know, you know exactly what I mean, but it does make a lovely waft of gentle essential oils. Um, but I don't recommend fragrance oils for, uh, for any of this because they're far too dangerous, especially if you've got pets. Crystals to use are um, citrine, carnelian, sunstone, amber, emerald, jade, any stone also that Feel that you feel represents the sun, abundance, greenery, and the summer. Candles could be obviously yellow and red, but also green. Again, that represents abundance and um, and nature. And you can place these if you want on your altar, sacred space, or even outside if you're doing some ritual work. Incense, if you like to make your own, then. Um, you can use dried lavender, pine, rose petals, juniper, some myrrh resin, or if you prefer to buy some um, already made. I found lots over the years on Etsy um, and obviously made with great intention by some beautiful people in the craft. Find a very safe place, though, to use incense, preferably with your windows open or outside. I think I mentioned before in a previous podcast about setting all the fire alarms off in my house. <clears throat> yeah. Symbols for this time of the year are bonfires, sunflowers, although sunflowers are sometimes seen as harvest, the fact that sunflowers are flowering, um, they're, so, they're so lovely, aren't they? And also um, sun wheels. Deities to work with, Freya, Vesta, Juno, Anya, the Green Man and Pan. Creating a litha altar space is a um, really good one for outdoors. If you have the space using rocks and plants or any form of natural element where you can thank Mother Earth for her abundance. I think, to be honest, that's plenty. <laughs> well, there's these festivals. If I give you any more, can get 
really quite overwhelming. And by the time you've worried about partying, drinks and food, and then there's the goddess on top and what music, and when is it going to rain? Um, you'll need at least a month to get over it. And then in a month's time, we've got another festival looming. Enjoy your solstice wherever you are you are, and what, whatever you are doing. Um, and as always, um, you know where to find me across many social media and podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Podbean, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all as Alchemical Serenity. But I'll put links below in the show net, notes. So bright blessings. Um, have a wonderful solstice when you get this. Let me know what you did. I'd love to hear what you're doing. Everybody's different. Everybody does something. If you didn't do anything and you just sat in the garden with a good book, let me know about that too. But bright blessings and peace in the grove. Oh, hang on. Before we go, I have this to say. If we shadows have offended, think but this and all is mended. That you have but slumbered here whilst these visions did appear. And this weak and idle theme, no more yielding but a dream. Gentles, do not reprehend. If you pardon, we will mend. And as I am an honest puck, if we have unearned luck, now to scape the serpent's tongue, we will make amends ere long. Else the puck a liar call. So good night unto you all. Give me your hands if we be friends, and Robin shall restore amends. <laughs>